You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to BNI, the Australian story. This is episode number 88, very lucky numbers. My name is Veronica, the co-host of the show, and, of course, here with our executive director in the Melbourne South region, Mr Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Hi, Veronica. Hi, everyone. Great to be here again. Well, it is. And uh, do you know something? It's the second week back from National Conference and my head is still spinning. I went to a meeting this morning, an hour and a half away, and i got to tell you, anyone who doesn't like getting up at 5.30 in the morning and driving in traffic, you, you wouldn't have wanted to do it this morning. But this came from someone who took our photo for us at the end of National Conference. We said, would you mind taking a photo? And they did. And they got my card, and then the following week they called me and asked me would I go and visit them at their BNI chapter. And what a blast. I got to be in a room with 38 other members that I'd never met, met before, and yet we all had something in common, BNI. Yeah. Did they organise an autograph signing session? <laughs> No, don't say that. Although I'm still going to get you back for putting me under the bus at the conference. Wow. Uh, that's a whole that's a whole podcast in itself. But isn't it interesting? Like I'm in a room with a whole bunch of people who would be strangers in any other context. But you go into a room of BNI members. Doesn't matter where you're from, what you do, and everything just seems familiar. And those relationships already are warmed up, ready to go. People are open armed, open minded to have a chat with you, get to know about your business. So which particular chapter did you go to today? I went to Melbourne CBD and uh, not only in the name of it, but it was right in the heart of Melbourne CBD. It was an absolute nightmare from Frankston to get there, but an absolute pleasure once I was there. It was a great run meeting um, and it was just a really, really energetic meeting too. And at that time of the morning, if anyone's listening and your meeting's not pumping with energy, how are we meant to get people into a room? You know, I was a I was a director consultant for that chapter probably about fifteen years ago. <laughs> so you're taking all the credit now, aren't you? <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. I, I might know one or two people in there. That's about it. I, I wouldn't know how they're going. So I'm not taking any credit. No. No, it was a, it was a really great chapter, and the person who invited me invited me because he was meant to be doing a presentation that didn't end up happening. But he had eight visitors in the room. Now I was a guest because I was actually already a member, yeah. but there were six bona fide visitors in the room that he had invited to come and see his presentation. What a great way to bring people into the room! Come and see my presentation. Come and meet my networking group. And, uh, and and sharing our breakfast. And then you didn't put it on. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what happened there, but these things happen, don't they? Uh, but no, but we still all turned up. So that's the power of someone in BNI extending another invite to someone in BNI. That's awesome. Hey, um, we've got another great guest on the line today, V. And um, maybe we should uh, introduce uh, uh, Phil right now. What Is that you your way of saying too much talking and let's get on with it, right? <laughs> I know. Well, I know Phil's got it. Like, I know Phil's got a lot of stuff to go through today. And um, we give all our guests a bit of a uh, a few questions to answer. And well, I've got about three pages he's answered. So. <laughs> this is a great guest, by the way. I can't wait to hear this. Very fantastic. So we'd like to uh, thank Lisa Gill uh, from, uh, from Southeast Queensland, Executive Director, uh, Ipswich Toowoomba, uh, Brisbane West, I think, uh, is uh, 
is Lisa's area. And our guest, our special guest today is a big welcome to, to uh, Phil Cutcliffe. And Phil's from BNI Catalyst. And he will find out shortly where uh, where BNI Catalyst actually meets. But uh, Phil's from Westside Community Care. And he holds the not-for-profit seat in his particular chapter. So, Phil, welcome to BNI The Australian Story podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Welcome. Now, Phil, where do we find BNI Catalyst meet? Which part of the world? Uh, BNI Catalyst are in Springfield in sunny Queensland. Springfield, so uh, southeast Queensland, one of the suburbs outside of uh, Brisbane? Yep, it's right in the middle between Brisbane and Ipswich. Excellent, excellent. And uh, Phil, how long have you been with BNI? I've been uh, with BNI just for 10 months. 10 months? And what I'm really interested in is you're the not for profit, uh, sorry, not for profit charity seat within your uh, particular chapter, but you joined the group at pre launch with 13 members. That's right. I, I just got a, a random phone call, uh, I say, from someone I didn't even know, and they just started telling me about BNI and um, invited me to come along to a meeting, which I did. I think there was only 13 others there. That was back in August last year. And uh, now there's 35 members. So who was this person you uh, you received this random phone call from? Uh, a guy called Mark Gannon. So um, you, were, I'm really interested in this because you went along to a um, a pre-launch with 13 people, and as you said, now 35. So that was nine months ago. So that's fantastic to uh, to, to see that chapter humming along with the growth. But um, what made you want to join a, a 13 member pre-launch chapter? What'd you well, say? I I just loved hearing the uh, values of BNI very from that very first week. Um, especially givers gain. And right from the start, they were saying, hey, look, because we want to give, because you're a charity, we'll let you um, join the cha- join the chapter at no cost because we want to be able to give back into the community. And then also the building relationships. I really loved that. And there was one of the guys in the chapter, another Mark, Mark Winter, that I really wanted to catch up with, but he's always too busy. So uh, he was in the chapter. So I thought, oh, here's my excuse. I'll get to catch up with him every week. And that's twofold. Um, you know, one, one you, you, you can't catch a person, but you know they go to BNI, so you'll see them there every week. And, yeah. uh, and, and secondly, you know, I think, Veronica, I think this is really great and it's probably an opportunity that startup chapters uh, have mainly overlooked getting a not-for-profit in straight away before they're established. And taking well, into those networks. I think you're spot on, and I think that we underestimate how um, the non-for-profits are going to react to an invitation. That leads me to a question for you, Phil. When you joined, obviously they would have said to you, "And by the way, your membership is um, is free." However, you still need to hold the membership like any other member. How did you feel about that, and and the yeah. and the responsibility and accountability that came with that? Um. It was, I suppose, a challenge. The weekly meeting uh, sounded like a bit of a challenge, but uh, being early in the morning, I uh, thought that would be great. And um, I, I go to a lot of other meetings every week as well, and I thought, well, you know, the business community is just as important as any other uh, person in the community, and uh, everyone needs encouragement, you know, and uh, I'd love to invest. You know, I just felt like the vision of it was fantastic, and I just wanted to invest into that. 
fantastic. And a lot of uh, members aren't sure on how uh, a not-for-profit chapter fits into the BNI group, and a lot of the things say, "Oh, you know, it's not someone we just is asking for money." But um, you've got other people that help you in other ways and volunteer in other ways to give back to community. That's not monetary value as such. And uh, apparently, you've got twenty-one uh, different people in your chapter that have actually offered services to the charity at least once in the last five months. So can you give us a few examples of that, Phil? Yeah, I can, a lot of them. But, yeah, one of the special guys in our chapter is Alex. He's a, like, young, lively real estate agent. And uh, straight up when I first joined, he said, if there's anything I can do to volunteer, let me know. So I said, oh, well, um, you can help us with our food giveaway. We do that four days a week on during the week and then also on Saturday mornings. And he said, well, I could volunteer every Wednesday a couple of hours for you if you like. So uh, he started picking up bread from two different coals um, and uh, bread and other produce and bringing it along to the centre for distribution. He'd help uh, bring it in, set it, you know, pick it up, obviously, in his vehicle, bring it in, set it up, and then he would build relationships. It still does. He was here this morning uh, doing the same thing um, with the, you know, with families, the volunteers, the individuals. And after serving at the centre, then he would offer to drop off a few, and he still does, a few parcels to households on his way back to work. And um, one of those people he drops off to is, was his, just happened to be his mum's next-door neighbour. And then his mum found about, out what he was doing, and she said, oh, could she become a volunteer too? So she, she volunteers as well now. Wow. And, uh, and, you know, it's give us gain. Like, as he's built relationships, there's um, two ladies in the, the he's connected up with one he's connected up with one just knows about him and what he does here at the center one of our community center workers and uh and they both probably have properties coming up for sale in the near future and uh that's who they're going to go and look to to help them sell their properties so um some of the other examples of people uh giving back to the center include um you know volunteering in the floods you know you had lisa and on recently talking about that, but um, I just counted them up and there was three three different people who actually cooked up multiple meals to give out to the flood victims. One went out just last weekend and bought um, uh, hundreds of dollars worth of frozen meals and then we went down into the flood areas and gave them away, he helped us serve a sausage sizzle. Uh, he's a, a great uh, guy, Josh Jehu, and um, the uh, so, some of them have volunteered their services, a, a guy did the gutter clean for free, discounted um, another our electrician, did some electrical work for free. And the other electrician, the commercial one, Steve, he donated items to help make it cheaper for the electrical work. Um, the uh, At Christmas time, you know, a couple of the guys sponsored families that were really struggling. One had just lost their mum and he bought gifts for every family member. Um, they volunteer at events, like even at Christmas we had gift wrapping I think uh, the events uh, lady, Rachel, she organised a group to do some gift wrapping on one of the days. Um, we also, people donate raffle items, auction items, um, helping pack campers and giving gifts and um, just offering to help people, struggling people up uh, by discounting or giving a service to people. So there's so many examples I could go on all day, really. It's, 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 a, it's so beautiful too because I can tell you as a member, we have big hearts in BNI. That's why we're aligned with it. We love that giver's gain philosophy. But to have someone specifically in the chapter that we know we can actually give a focused 
effort to, we know exactly what they need and how we can do it. It makes us feel fantastic to be able yes. to do that. And in business, I've learned as I've got older, you need to be giving back. Otherwise, you feel like there's something missing. It's like a bit of an empty, you know, it's great when you're making a lot of money, but it's even nicer when you're making money and you're able to do something really great for the community or, you know, wherever your heart is. So having those non-for-profits in the chapter is not, you know, about you guys. It actually gives us back uh, just as much, I believe. Yes, that's true. There was one uh, lady when we were doing our back to school. We had, because of lockdowns, we had a few chances to do back to school up here <laughs> because of the uh, everything that was happening. And then again with the floods, the um, yeah. So one of the ladies really wanted to contribute, and um, she just could, you know, she wanted to donate some items for back to school, but she just didn't have the time. And so what she just said was, "I feel I wanted to give, but I just couldn't." So can you just give me your bank account? And then she put a very generous donation in the bank account, which was really appreciated as well. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of our members like to give back to the local community, but they're, you know, trying to find the right outlet and the yeah. right person to yeah. do it can always be an issue. And if we've got someone in our B&I chapter who we've got to know, like and trust, uh, that, that makes it a lot easier for them. And when we're hearing the message and, and we can see firsthand of the work they're giving. And, and one of the things I really like about this, and, you know, you heard a really, um, some really bad stories about when we've had natural disasters like bushfires and and all that sort of thing where, where only a small percent, percentage of the money has actually gone to the people in the community and the help has gone to the people community. If, if we've got someone who's who's not-for-profit in our group, we, we know that's going to go that's going to go back straight into the community because it's not passing through many hands. It's not paying for a whole heap of admin and all these other associated costs that go through some of these uh, really large charities uh, that advertise on TV. And, you know, obviously I don't know if that, if that's contra or whatever, but, um, you know, there seems to be a lot of admin charges that just don't get through. And uh, if we've got someone we can deal with, we know whether we can make a dif make a difference, cut out a few of those that middle management, and uh, and more more of what we're doing actually gets to the source as well. And I really like how yeah you know, we can actually you know give away time or give away resources, give give away help instead, which um, I'm I'm sure is is just as value as valuable as a monetary donation in a lot of cases. Definitely yes. Like volunteering is what makes the world go around, I think. Um, you know, if, if no one ever volunteered to do anything, like the world would be in a real mess. You couldn't, uh, you know, yeah. the government has a lot of um, resources, but, yeah, though, you know, when you think about it, every we do really do, the whole society revolves around volunteering and, and it's great when there's outlets for people to be able to find places to, to volunteer. So I love finding that for people. And one of the other things, Brent, that I uh, was learned at national conference is that BNI actually has a dedicated person who liaises with all of our non-for-profits within BNI. I didn't know if you if you know this. I was actually able to spend a little bit of time with her, do a mini one-to-one -one during the conference. So if anyone is listening and you are in one of the non-for-profits in BNI and someone has reached out to you from BNI head office, it's most likely this person. And what they want to do is they want to magnify what you're doing in your non-for-profit within the BNI system in Australia. And they want to make sure that all of our members have an opportunity to get to know all of you. So it's a really great way for us to be extending our networks as well. Yeah. 
great idea, and um, I think I know who you actually who you actually mean. I was talking to her waiting for the flight to uh, come back to Melbourne after the conference yeah. as well. Yeah. Is so, that um, Kiralee Graham? Yes, Kiralee Graham. She reached out to me and asked for a one-to-one, and I think she's absolute gold. I thought um, she yeah. should be on this program before I come on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. We might have her in the works. She was well, in we're, the we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, excellent. Uh, actually, uh, that that was in the conversation while we were waiting at the gate to board the plane, so uh, that, that we'd have her on in the future. So uh, that is great. Um, so also... Um, a really good point with this is is helping the not-for-profit. You actually made it here. Um, not only does it help build your connections in the community, and the great example was Alex, your real estate agent, even though he's not doing it to tout for business, he's doing it out of the goodness of his heart. He's actually, it's it's going to lead him into possibly into some deals that's going to help his business down the track as well um, through those connections because he's built that rapport trust and people like dealing with someone who, who's done something really well but it also can help with your uh with your bni stats so you know volunteering is like a referral to you yes definitely and uh and then yeah we can estimate the value of a volunteer rate and and put in the close thank you for closed business as well oh that's a great point i never thought about yeah. that that's yeah absolutely oh, i know a lot of chapters who who are not for profits actually report it back and say uh, yeah, this was worth X amount for my business for you coming along to uh, offer our charity or business to, for you to come along and actually uh, provide uh, provide goods in kind or uh, or time or whatever. Yeah, I love that. So um, what were some of the surprise benefits that you got out of this, Phil, when you actually um, got into B&I? Because obviously um, from what you're in, you, you, you probably didn't have a great deal of uh, contact or rapport with the you know, local business community? Uh, one of the surprise benefits that I had was um, just that sense that even though all the businesses are very different and you know, definitely a charity is different to a business, there's, there is that common ground where we're just holding a weight of pioneering something, of leading something. And uh, although we have you know supporters in our own organisations, it's slightly different, but then when we meet together in the in the B and I group, like we just have that common bond that we're all um, all pioneering together, and there's really is that sense of camaraderie and mutual support for one another, and uh, really does make the chapter meetings and the one to one meetings that they're already special, but that little bit extra special. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, well, this is uh, this has been fantastic. I, mean, I can see uh, Veronica's brain ticking over. <laughs> you know what I'm actually. I'm, you know what I'm really interested in knowing. I want to know what your charity does and how you ended up in a non for profit. Okay. Uh, well, I was originally a school teacher, and um, then I became a pastor, which I'm, I'm still. I work in the church as a pastor as well, but I started this charity. Um, and it took me a, uh, a few years to sort of work out why I was doing it. But then I realised that everyone should know that they're not alone and that, that there will always be someone to care. Um, and then we can be that person. You know, everyone can be that person to care for someone else as well. So in our charity, we do have, like we do focus a lot on uh, helping people, directly supporting people in need with whatever they need, with uh, food, emergency vouchers, counselling, you know, helping with other bills, 
um, just providing wraparound support for people uh, that are struggling and um, and yeah, but if there's an emergency or you know one-off an emergency with a particular person, we'll try to use our network. Uh, we started like a, a a community network on Facebook a few uh, years ago, and it's up to ten thousand seven hundred members. There's people who just want to help others, and there's people obviously who need help. And if we can connect them up with each other, um, that's ideal. And, you know, I always think someone could have a washing machine in their garage sitting there doing nothing and the next door neighbor could be washing by hand and not not be able to afford a washing machine but if we can somehow connect them up with each other um you know you've got really two happy families because people love giving and people in, who are struggling love to be able to just receive unexpectedly as well and so that's what our charity is all about um we do a little bit in the education space as well with schools um with uh we have school groups come in and uh, sort of do a little bit of help. They help pack up some parcels to give out to needy families, but then it's good for them in that way. But then we can share some stories and, and, and you know, share some life lessons. And even some of the BNI people uh, come in and uh, share their stories uh, with the with the uh, grade ten and eleven students as well. So, yeah. Uh, sorry, I probably didn't answer your question very well, Veronica. You actually <laughs> answered it. You answered it perfectly. And two things for me: one. Yeah. People in the not-for-profit not space are sometimes the best business people to be around because they have to make things happen with very little resources and basically that's what we all do in business. So I think sometimes people think not-for-profit isn't a real business, but you don't really understand the people that are behind these businesses can take an idea to, 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 to 10,500 people um, is extraordinary. And the other thing is that I, I think when you said nobody should ever feel like they're alone, BNI for me is that no one business should ever feel like they, they're alone. So they're all very aligned. Um, BNI and your charity is very aligned because it's all about supporting each other to do and be the best people that we can be. Excellent. No, I, I agree totally. And, um, yeah, just because we're a business person doesn't mean we don't have struggles and that we need, might be feeling alone at different times. And uh, and that's why BNI is great because it really does bridge that gap and, everybody has reached out to all the time yeah. and then we can extend it out by inviting other people into our network as well. Yeah. Now, Phil, um, this has been a great chat today. We ask all our guests um, in your nine months of BNI, what would be your favourite uh, tip for another member to achieve success within BNI? Um, and maybe from a not-for-profit sort of uh, provider point of view as well, if you could probably add that. Okay, um, I definitely say, you know, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So focusing on giving and not receiving, uh, really wanting to help the other businesses. So, you know, when you, when you spend time with people, you start getting a heart for them. And then, yeah, it's great to find out, you know, what they would really, what they would really appreciate. You know, the love languages, we've got our way of loving, but what's the love that they need and how do they like to receive it? And, um, I love the one-to-ones and I, when I'm there, I always seek out, um, say, I always ask the people, what is your ideal referral? And um, and I don't necessarily even ask them, I don't share about what mine is unless they ask me, but my focus really is finding out what they need and uh, and then just going out and seeing if I can find it for them and and um, not just like the um, customer referral, but, you know, who is 
who is that ideal stream of people that they'd like to relate with? Like, and I've discovered a lot of, you know, commonalities that, that a lot of people want to find property managers or real estate agents to do business with. And I know quite a few and, um, and yeah, so I just approach them and say, Hey, would you like to meet some more tradies? Would you like to come along and meet them? Or would you like um, me to send over some referrals your way, you know, to link you up? And, um, and that is, you know, that's rewarding when section uh, for me when when those successful connections are made. So I like to uh, I love that motto in that you have in B and I to give without remembering and receive without forgetting. And uh, Princess Di, it's fifty years or twenty five years since she passed away. I just read a prayer that she wrote or a little comment that she wrote. Exactly that uh, is uh, you can find it on the internet. You know, she loves to give without remembering. Oh, I love it. Yeah. What a great way to uh, finish off. We give all our guests an opportunity to give their weekly presentation, Phil. Uh, so are you ready to go? I think you've probably heard enough from me already, haven't you? No. We oh, well, it's, it's up to you if you want to do it or not, but uh, we do give a chance. Okay. I'll do something. Uh, I'll just do something very short. Okay. Hopefully. Hit us with it. Well, I'm Phil and I'm from Westside Community Care where I'm the charity in the chapter and our heart is to let everybody know that they're not alone and that there is always someone who cares and that they can be that someone who cares for each other and for someone else. And uh, business people aren't immune and uh, even within the room uh, there might be people that are struggling and just encourage you to reach out and ask for support. And, uh, you know, if we, if we pick up on people that just aren't quite that right or they're not there, let's reach out and support them as well because we, you know, if we can be a strong support for one another, we can all be a better support for the community together. I'm Phil and I'm from Westside Community Care. Thanks for listening. Oh, oh, well done, Phil. You're lucky you're in that screen. I'd be giving you a big hug right now. Oh, I'd love to give you a hug as well. Oh, dude, so, I really uh, want to be in a group hug after, after that. Oh, after no, it's, 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 really, it's really cold in Melbourne today, and, uh, <laughs> but I feel really warm after all that. Not very COVID-friendly, but I'd do it anyway. <laughs> so, so, Phil, thank you for coming on BNI, the Australian Story podcast, everyone. Uh, Phil Cutcliffe from BNI Catalyst, and he's uh, from West Westside Community Care. And he's the not-for-profit charity seat in BNI Catalyst. Uh, great to have you on and share your insights today, Phil. It's been fantastic. Thank you very much. Thanks, oh, Phil. Thank you so much for having me. How lucky are we that we get um, to do this every week, Brent, and just hear all these diverse people who've all come into BNI for really the same reason. We, we really do want to help other people do better. Oh, absolutely. And we've got so many, so much opportunity in our organisation for not not-for-profit charities uh, seats and a lot of our members don't know why the why we have it or why we should in, you know invite those people and and one of the one of the hardest things sometimes you can't give away something for free yeah. and you know they ask a lot of uh not-for-profit charities and they go oh i can't make every week or oh, i don't know if i can get along and and they seem to make all these excuses not to not to come, but uh, some have really just taken it on and ran with it and really leveraged the opportunity to tap into 35-odd business people in the local community to help them reach the goals that they that they may may have been struggling to reach. And, you know, that's what it's all about. And and it's all about our, our members having that abundance mentality and be able to give back to the community. 
And if there's someone in their group, it's a lot easier than having to go out and find someone. And if you've got to go out and find someone a lot of the time, well, sometimes it doesn't happen unless you're really invested in going out to do it. It's interesting when you say, you know, people say, I can't find the time and the not-for-profits are offering, wondering why you're giving this to me. It could be any member you're talking about because that seems to be the number one thing that people have an issue with. I don't know if I can invest the time. Uh, so I, I don't, I think what we do as members is we just seem to think that don't approach the not-for-profits because they're, they're not really a business, they're a charity, but they don't realise they're more of a business than a lot of businesses. The, the work, sometimes they have to work harder. Yeah, I really like your point that you made that, you know, just stretching, stretching dollars, you know, so far compared to compared to normal, like that's a skill in itself. We could learn so much um, from people like Phil and other other um, not not for profits that we've had in the chapter. The one thing that I'm walking away with from this podcast is, as a launch director, I want to fill that heart seat in the mm. chapter, and I'm going to actually make that a purpose of mine to have one of the first seats that I fill in the launch chapters, a heart seat, so that we build that culture. I mean, to have someone representing Givers Gain from the get-go, that's, for me, just jumped out at the screen when Phil was talking, that culture is king, Givers Gain is what we're about. Let's let's get someone who who is, is the definition of that in the chapter yep. and get started. Um, anyway, you know that I can talk all day. What is your tip for the week? <laughs> I want to talk about just getting people in the B&I game and getting your fellow members in the B&I game. And, you know, some people some people will come up to me and say, oh, yeah, I'm not sure if B&I is really working for me. Uh, you know, I'm not getting this, not getting that. And, you know, and then you go and think, well, this is not, you know, this is not great. And then you go and ask some members of their chapter and say, oh, you know, this person's having a bit of issue getting traction in the group. And the members of the chapter will say, well, I booked a one-to-one with them. They didn't turn up. Um, you know, they've been missing meetings. You know, it's really hard to refer someone who who's who hasn't got their head in the game going forward. So, you know, the the key about what we do in BNI is getting your head in the in the givers game, uh, in the givers game within the group, and and working the system. If your head's not in the game, um, it it's, it's makes it really hard for the other people to 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 build a relationship with you and find your business. So um, it does take, you know, um, besides, you know, getting close to those members by doing one-to-ones, it does take, you know, you know, giving without expecting to receive. It does take instigation. So instigate one-to-one meetings with other people. Go to your way and say, hey, pull out your calendar. We need to catch up here. I want to book in and, and, and learn a bit more about your business. And it, and it does take up taking up a leadership team opportunity within the chapter two and 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 having a more of a hands-on role and getting more engaged in what we do. And if you know this isn't a system where you actually hand over an application form and a payment and say, bring on the referrals, you've got to actually work the system. And you've got to actually work through the mechanisms of, of how it works and build relationships because if you're not there, you're out of sight, out of mind. If you're not instigating activity or getting activity done, you're not going to get the return that you actually that you actually came in for. So, you know, if you're thinking that BNI is not working for you right now, have a look in the mirror and ask, okay, so what am I doing to help this? And chances are you're probably not doing enough. Yeah, or maybe doing it 
not to the best of your ability. Maybe maybe just need some mentoring around it, mm. and you're not really understanding a better way. Yeah, better way. Uh, that is a great tip. Thank you. I'm watching our producer Steve, uh, and one day everyone will see his face. He's like the dentist in that ad. Remember, we can't show you his face right now because we're on a podcast. But thank you, Steve. You're always there and you're making sure that we're uh, everything's running smoothly. Thank you, Phil. What a fantastic guest. You just brought so much wisdom and heart to the podcast. Brent, you're, what can I say, the knowledge. You're a, you're a cup of knowledge. <laughs> cup of knowledge. I love it. And Thanks, we'll see you next week uh, for episode 89.